Hey everybody, welcome to What's the Bible Say? We are on our second episode in our series of Stuff People Say. You know, you hear cliches all the time, um, things that people say, and if you don't take time to filter them through the Word of God, what can happen is you start believing them as if they are true, even if they may or may not be true, and then you start living by those cliches. And so today's quote that we're going to look at today is, follow your heart. Ooh. That's yeah. a good one. It is, and it's so popular. You know, we see it on memes, on social media, all over the place. We hear it in movies all the time. Counselors, well-meaning counselors, say it to people all the time. In fact, maybe you've said it to somebody. I know I have, or somebody has said it to you. Yeah, or, or maybe you've heard it in a different way. You know, like, you be you, or um, be true to yourself, or what's the other one? Do what feels right. Yeah. We hear that a lot. Yeah, we hear that a lot. And by the way, the you do you is, you do you, girl. You know, it's got to come up a little faster <laughs> or something. But, but it all means really right. Follow your heart. Mm -hmm. So it, is it good advice? Is it right? Is it wrong, biblically speaking? Or are there possibly some elements of truth to mm -hmm. follow your heart? So this episode, what we're going to do is we're going to look at what the Bible says about following your heart. We're going to look at why it matters that we know what the Bible says about following your heart and how relevant this this whole cliche, this whole saying is to our lives. Yes, because this quote, I mean, it sounds really good, doesn't it? I mean, if you look on the Internet, you will find a gazillion articles about why you and I should follow our hearts. Because, why? Because it promises this fulfillment of passion and we all want to live with passion. Nobody wants to be dull-hearted. And um, it gives us the this authenticity of this personhood, of who we are. We like that yeah. adventure. We, we don't want to live boring lives, so we want to follow our heart. And um, this is a big one in almost every article. It talks about it's the only way to live your best life. In fact, Steve Jobs, who was the founder of Apple. And whether you're an Apple person or not, I think we can all agree that he was a pretty incredible brain and mind and creative person to come up with so many um, yes. amazing products that he has that we now use. And he said in a 2005 commencement speech at Stanford University, he said this quote, and most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. And at first glance, you know, this really appeals to us as people. Yeah, I think that sounds liberating. You know, it does like sound it, it, sound, it sounds like somebody just sets you free to do whatever it is you wanted to do almost. Yeah, like you were created to do this certain thing. Yeah, so you need to follow your heart. Yeah, and, and actually, in reality, I think there's a place to ask yourself, what is it that I desire? What was I made for? What are my strengths? And I don't think those questions are wrong um, because God made us with a certain a certain way for, for a different reason. And we're not all the same. And so we do have different strengths and weaknesses. So in a lot of ways, I think it's actually wise to ask yourself, what does my heart desire? Um, in fact, when we started this podcast, we... We both love God, and remember we were sitting at yeah. the restaurant, and yeah. we were there, and we were like, Lord, what you know? What can we do that would really 
live for you. And so we kind of talked about different ideas. Yeah, things that were on our heart. Yes. And what we wanted to accomplish through the podcast, you know, so yeah. Because we have such a passion for the Word of God and for people to know it because we know the truth is what sets you free. And so we asked ourselves, what is it that our heart desires? And, you know, a lot of times when I'm counseling people, I'll say, you know, in a perfect world, what is it that you would like? And I think that's a good place to start sometimes. Uh, I know there are times in my life that I felt like a desire was on my heart and I felt like God was leading me a certain way and it turns out it was a good thing. So in a lot of ways, it does sound good. The problem is when we stop with what does my heart desire? Mm -hmm. Because we have this notion that the highest goal, this is a very popular idea. Another cliche, stuff people say. Yes, (laughs) that the highest goal of life is to be happy. Yeah. Okay, the twin sister to the quote, follow your heart, is this one. The most important thing to do is to be do what makes you happy. There's so many articles about that. So when we think about this quote, we know what we've heard. We've okay. just talked about that. And we've looked at some pros and cons to it. It's not all bad to check into your heart and see what your heart's thinking and desiring. But what does the Bible say about it? Because that's what really matters. Yeah, that's where the rubber hits the road. What does the Bible say? And the first thing that comes to my mind is Jeremiah seventeen nine, which tells us the heart is deceitfully wicked above all things um, and desperately wicked. Yes. Who that's, can know it? Yeah. And that's, yeah, who can know it? Yeah. I mean, that's the verse that I thought of right away. And then I love Proverbs 3, 5. You probably have heard this one before. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. That does not go mesh with follow your heart. Right, no, totally contrary to it. Yes, and then one of my favorite verses, Psalm 48, 14 says, For this God is our God forever and ever. He will be our guide even unto death. I love that. So he's our guide. So that means he's the one you follow the guide. Not your heart. Not your heart. And and I love in John um, chapter 8, verse 12, Jesus says, that I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So if we follow our heart, we will walk in darkness. We will walk in darkness. I mean, darkness. you will. We will, because our hearts Because we simple. won't have the light of life with us. Yes. I don't want that. <laughs> Mark eight thirty four says, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Not me. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And so it's all about following him. And then um, Psalms 37, 4, where it says, mm-hmm. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. Now, this verse really grabbed me recently. I mean, it's been one of my favorites for a long time. And I, I understand the concept of the fact that when we focus on God and we really delight in him, then he's the one that gives us the desires of our heart. But Recently, I think it's taken a step further in my mind that there are things in my life that I desire that are, they're they're maybe not even bad. They're just not the best, you know? And when I I see it there, it's like there's nothing technically sinful about it, but I know that God wants more for me. And so when I think, Lord, I wanted to let myself in you, then all of a sudden it's like, I don't want that anymore Mm -hmm. because it's not the best for me. And so then God changes that. And what I thought I wanted, I don't want anymore. And so just the power of God's word just 
blows me away, <laughs> you know? Um, well, and, and it reminds me of a time in my life that um, when, when we were, well, when I was feeling like God was calling us to the mission field, it became this this insatiable appetite of my heart. Like it was nonstop. All I could like think about the mission field, think about the mission field. But my husband wasn't there yet. And I remember I became so desperate at one point because it was such an ache and such a cry mm. that I lay there with tears, you know, going streaming down my face. And I'm crying like, Lord, at this point, what I need you to do is either give this desire to my husband or take it away from me. In other words, if this isn't your heart for me, maybe this is my heart and not your heart. And I got this thing all wrong. Then take it from me. Yeah, but if it good. is your heart, then give it to him too, <laughs> so that we can, you know, get moving on this thing, you know? That is really good. That's really good. So we talked about what the Bible says, and now we need to discover how does this relate to us, and then how am I going to apply it to my life? So I think probably one of the most significant ways that it relates to us and how we can apply it to our lives is, is as a warning. Oh, that's good. You know, yes. some, some things we learn that we yeah. hear these cliches, they sound good, they sound even biblical, but mm -hmm. really um, the Bible, if you filter it through the Word of God, you find out, no, wait, you know, you need to put some brakes on this. So there's a warning, and I love um, pastor and author Nick Pickowitz. He, he made this profound statement about it, and he said, mm -hmm. follow your heart. That quote has ended more marriages, mutilated more bodies, destroyed more mm -hmm. souls and homes, I would add to that, and ended more lives than the devil ever thought he could or imagined. And and it says, and he said, it's hell's most effective slogan. Wow, that that is a powerful statement. But I I see exactly where he's going with that. I do too. And that that explains why it's such a good warning. You know, I think you know one of the many issues that we have with following our heart is the fact that not only are our hearts deceitfully wicked and above all things, who could know it, mm -hmm. but our hearts are like a steering wheel that guides a car, you know. Our feelings guide our heart, and our feelings, unfortunately, are fickle, and they fluctuate up and down, up and down, you know. I can be head over heels in love with my husband one moment, um, but the next moment I can be really aggravated at him. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so maybe you never experienced this, but sometimes you get a little <laughs> aggravated, right? But what if I respond or follow my heart in the moment that I'm aggravated instead of following God's word, God's will, and God's ways, you yeah, know? Yeah, I I remember my counselor used to say, um, Rebecca, it's okay for you to have the feelings and your emotions can be soldiers in your army, but don't ever let them be the captain, which is actually opposite of what follow your heart says. Which is so funny you say that because I remember reading the book, um, God Uses Crackpots by Patsy Claremont, and she said, Feelings get to the back of the bus. You yeah, know, sometimes right. our feelings we just need to put them back to the back of the bus. But, but you know, we can be passionate about something, good things like what you said. Yeah, um, passionate about a career choice or a ministry or even you know getting into a relationship. But if mm -hmm. we don't pray about it and see whether or not it's God's will for us, we might end up following what we think is a dream, but it's actually a whim. We might get in unhealthy relationships that are substitutes, the enemy substitute for God's best for us. And so we need to be careful not to follow our hearts and follow God's word instead and filter everything through his word and his will and his way. So 
yeah, follow your heart might sound good on the surface, but it's not necessarily the best advice to to listen to or to live by. And it's only biblical when your heart is aligned with the heart of God. Yes. So instead of following your heart, follow God. And the only way to know God and the only way to know God's heart is through the word of God. And so that's why we love the word so much because um, that's the only way we're going to know what's right and how these warnings come across our life. And we can recognize them right away when we know God's word. You know, I have never met, maybe you can say this too. I'm pretty sure you can. I have never met one person who ever followed God with all their heart and gave their life completely to the Lord that regretted it. Right. But, and I'm sure you could probably say this too, I have met many people who have not followed God, who have followed their heart, and they've regretted it greatly. Multitudes. Yes. So, don't live with regrets, and don't follow your heart. Follow after God's heart. Yeah, and, and just to kind of wrap it all up, we want you to know that the thing about following the heart of God is knowing the fact that you can trust the heart of God for you. We were talking earlier about how God's the one who created us, so he knows what's best for us. So we can trust that we can follow the heart of God and align our hearts with his. And if this podcast, if this episode has encouraged you in any way, we would love for you to make sure you subscribe there on the subscribe button, subscribe on our YouTube channel, um, share it with your friends. Maybe somebody else needs to hear it. Um, so, so thank you so yeah, much for and, joining us. Right? And we, would, we would love to connect with you. So you can go to our show notes and find all of our links in there. You can find us a lot of different places. You can find us on our YouTube channel or our Facebook page at What's the Bible Say? And then our website is whatsthebiblesay.org. And we have some free resources on there for you. And on one of those um, different platforms, if you have questions that you would like us to talk about. That's on the love, Facebook page. Oh, on the Facebook yeah. page. On the Facebook page, we would love to um, hear what your thoughts are. And really, we'd love to meet you. So um, don't be a stranger. Tell us who you are, where you're from, and what, um, what is on your heart. So until next time, be sure to do what Psalm 37.4 says. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart.